0: Hello everyone, I am Casey and I am joined here with Jason and we have a very special guest here tonight. We are joined by the legendary Mercedes Martinez. Thank you so much, Mercedes.
1: Oh no problem. Legendary, you make me feel old here. (laughs) (laughs) No No, you've done a lot. You're
0: very accomplished. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, I am. I, I tend to, uh, whenever, whenever anyone says legendary, I feel like, man, I've been around for a really long time. It makes me feel older than what I feel.
0: <laughs> no, it should should make you feel good. You've accomplished a lot. I mean, you're a Hall of Famer, so, you know. <laughs> so um, we'll just get right into this interview. Um, We'll start off with the beginning. Um, I know before wrestling, you had a, Pretty successful um, basketball career in high school and in college. Um, what led you to decide to go down the wrestling route?
1: Um, um, it's 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 not like one of those stories that you know I grew up on. I always wanted to be a wrestler. Um, unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately. It was one of those things that happened by accident. Actually, um, I actually got hurt playing basketball. Um, In college, I hurt my back and I was out for pretty much a whole semester. Um, And for me to kind of get back into shape, there was a wrestling school uh, literally in my hometown. I kind of went in there not knowing what to expect. Um, You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, but I didn't think that it was going to be anything for me to do mainstream or, you know. I didn't know much about it on the independent scene. I never really went to any independent shows or anything. I was brand new, a little sheltered. Um, But, you know, I went to the school. Um, Jason Knight was there. He just opened up a month before I joined. So it's still brand new. And it kind of took off from there. I did all the drills, all the training and my love for it kind of expanded away from what you see on TV to actually wanting to, you know, participate in it as a sport. You know, I'm a very sport orientated person I played basketball softball volleyball you know flag football with my brothers you know anything physical that I can do so this was just another outlet for me to you know get my hands on and it kind of just took off and basketball never happened ever again after that
0: that's amazing and I think I read somewhere that (laughs) when you started training with Jason Knight you only had a few months of training before you had your first match uh
1: uh, four weeks. Four weeks. That's four weeks of training. That's yes, incredible. four weeks of training, and he put me in my first match. Uh, I had no gear, um, no wrestling boots. I think I just had knee pads and my combat boots. And he was like, "Here's your first match. Go get him, kid." Thank you, boss. <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, did you feel pressured? I mean, four weeks is not long at all, <laughs> especially to just come in <laughs> with no experience whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was a lot of pressure. Um, it was in my hometown, which made it even more uh mm-hmm. pressure on my shoulders on, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a character. I didn't have anything pretty much. I knew how to high fly and I knew my basics. That's about it. But um, it was his way of saying, you're going to be ready whether you like it or not. Here's the pressure. Do you still want to do this type deal thing? And it was against a guy. So it wasn't like I was wrestling a female. Is wrestling a guy named The Juice. And and I beat him in my hometown, you know, after four weeks of training. So it's an accomplishment, you know, for someone to not know anything about wrestling, still training, still, you know, wet behind the ears, I guess you can say, and just being thrown into this situation. But I have a good trainer, and I trust his every judgment. So um, after that first match, my career kind of just took off for the next, you know, couple of months. Um, After that, I was getting booked left and right. Um, with him, obviously, um, he was pretty much my agent, I guess you can say. But, yeah, it, it was uh, it was overwhelming. It was a lot of pressure, and I just didn't want to mess up.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I can imagine. That's super cool, though. And I know uh, you kind of started out around the same time as the likes of Ariel and Nikki Rocks who were kind of in your area. Um, was it exciting to kind of have all these up-and-coming girls and working with them when you were so new?
1: Yeah, it was... You know, a funny story is it's, I didn't start traveling until maybe three, four months until after I started, uh, you know, training. So, um, when I met, um, Ariel and Nikki rocks, it was almost like this sisterhood. It was like, oh my God, there's a new female wrestler. Yes, I get to work with someone new. And here I am, like, yeah, I get to work with girls instead of guys this time around. Um so it was uh I think it was a mutual respect. Um and and once I got with them, uh Ariel and Nikki Rocks and even Cindy Rogers who I met on my travels, it was a sisterhood. All. Three of us, four of us, I should say, traveled everywhere and just stayed over each other's houses. And even um, a Little Feather was part of that group. And Amy Lee, we we're all part of the same group. And we travel together, train together uh, whenever we can. And we wrestle each other constantly up and down, you know, the East Coast. So to see, you know, these girls where they are now and and how life changes, it, it, it not boggles my mind, but kind of just humbles me a little bit. Like, man, you know, from way back then, you know, Seventeen, sixteen years ago to now, um, and I'm still friends with these girls, and and see how life can change in an instant.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, and I think it's awesome that you're all still friends. That really goes to show like how you make these friendships in wrestling that are lifelong bonds.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's you know it's a sisterhood, and and you know we it's it's that old school mentality. You don't tear each other down; you bring each other up. You know, if I can't make it to where I need to go, I can help someone get there any way I can. So that that was the bond that we had. And, you know, back then, there wasn't, you know, many female workers. So you had to protect each other. You had to support each other. You had to bring each other up because that's all you had. You know, any new girls that, you know, came into the business, you know, within the last 10 years, it's hard to get close to them because they have that mentality of probably, you know, um, Bring you down and and backstab you. But, you know, when I first started, it wasn't like that at all. It was, you know, helping each other out. It was a sisterhood. And, you know, to have these lifelong friendships, you know, they don't become friends. They're, they're family. And, and, you know, I, I love those girls to death. You know, Cindy Rogers was, was part of my wedding. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. their little feather came to my wedding. Like all these girls are part of my life.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And I know, um, a little bit after you started traveling a little, Um, They actually brought over Sumi Sakai from Japan to wrestle you in quite a few matches. I know you guys kind of traded back and forth in North American Women's Championship. Um, What was it like having a company bring in somebody from Japan? And I don't think at this point they really did that in the independent scene. There wasn't a lot of women coming from Japan to wrestle on the Indies.
1: No, I think Sumi was um, the first one that they brought that, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was uh it was an honor uh, whenever they whenever Sheldon Goldberg told me, hey, we're bringing this girl from Japan. She's coming down here. Um, she's bringing her championship title. You're in a championship match for her title. And I'm just like, what am I ready for this? And, you know, for them to put their their beliefs and, and their faith in me to carry, you know, their women's division on my back. It was an honor. Um And and it's a funny story because me and Sumi, you know, Sumi didn't speak English at all whatsoever. You know, she landed on, you know, U.S. soil, went to the locker room, and we had to figure out how to communicate with each other. And this girl is bouncing off on the chairs and tables and trying to talk to me, and, and we couldn't communicate. But wrestling is a universal language, correct? Right, so yeah. um we just, yeah, we just got in there, and we just worked. You know, we felt each other out, and, and I think Melissa Coates was uh, part of that match as well. a manager role or something like that. Um, And uh, it was a mutual respect. Wrestling is a universal language, regardless of you can communicate or not in verbal tones, but you can communicate in the ring. And that's what we did. We communicated in the ring and we had a kick-ass match and I took her title away from her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And a little bit after that, you had a, I guess you would say like tryout match with um, TNA at the time against Desire. Um, can you talk a little bit about how that came about and your experience with that?
1: Um, if if I remember correctly, I think I went down there with my tra- I went down there with my trainer and a few of the students. Um, I wasn't looking; it wasn't a tryout for me uh, per se. It was more my trainer was going down there. Uh, he had his stuff going on, and uh, he wanted to bring his students just to see if we have anything going on for ourselves. You know, if they can put us on the show. Um, I think we were there for maybe three days. Um, down south, and uh, they finally said, yeah, we'll put you in the ring with um, Desire, I believe was her name, right? Yeah. Um, So I didn't know anything about her, really. Um, You know, brand new uh, to whole TNA concept and what was going on. So we put our match together. Um, I hit her with, you know, my fisherman's buses that I've been doing, you know, hasn't finished since I first started wrestling. Um, You know, did the whole match, whatnot, and, you know, I I believe she beat me. She kicked out of it, and uh, she beat me at the end and then there was some controversy cause I she ended up getting injured um after the match, which, you know, I didn't know no one knew until maybe half hour, forty minutes after the match ended. Uh I guess she got injured. Um but I I didn't know no one knew until, you know, she said something. Um I guess she I don't know if she broke her back or hurt her back. I'm not exactly sure of the whole story. Um I wasn't part of it. I think we left a little after the whole match. But um you know it it was an honor for me to be part of that um, you know, mainstream type deal thing uh, with TNA when they first was starting out and still getting their notoriety back in the day. So, I mean, it, it was what it was. <laughs> I got my experience.
0: Right. Yeah. Every little bit of experience helps, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, any anytime that I can work somebody new in a new place in a new environment, I chalk it up to experience because, you know, you never stop learning in this business. After 17 years, I'm still learning, I'm still going to training, Um, I'm still doing what I have to do just to keep myself in shape, and just, you know, you get stale sometimes after a while, so you have to learn new things, new spots, new stuff, Uh, keep your, you know, basic wrestling moves intact, you always have to be what they call TV ready,
0: Right. always be
1: prepared for the unexpected.
0: Of course, yeah, so a little bit after that, you actually were involved with Volcano Girls, kind of the predecessor to Shimmer, I yes you would say kind of and you got to yeah, know, yeah 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 and you got to, <laughs> to quite a few girls um Mickey Knuckles Daisy Hayes Becky Bayless Lacey.
1: um what was
0: your experience like with that
1: oh that was fun <laughs> that was so much fun it was uh it wasn't the first time that I did something with you know uh, like a all women's thing but it was the first time that I was able to do something um with different girls you know when you are you know limited to traveling and you're limited to just the east coast and you're just doing massachusetts new york the tri-state area like that whole side it's um it's refreshing to work different girls from different areas and when volcano girls came it was a sigh of relief it was like yes Because you're not seeing the same matches, you're not, you know, doing the same things. You're broadening your horizons. You're talking up to experience, and it was so much fun. And you know, wrestling with Becky Bayless for the first time. You know, she's not a wrestler. If anyone knows Becky Bayless, you know that she's not really a wrestler. Wrestler, but man, her character gets over. (laughs) Yeah. So to have, you know, to have a not serious, so serious match, and just kind of just live in the moment and and entertain the crowd uh, with Becky. That was I was probably the highlight of that whole Volcano Girls for me because it was fun. It was something. Different, but Volcano Girls was definitely like a precursor to Shimmer. It was almost like, let's see if this works here, you know. But it, it was fun, and I would love to do that again and just kind of reunite with all those girls again,
0: right? Yeah, that was a really good group of girls. <laughs> so, um, a little bit after that, Shimmer finally happened. Um, and on the first volume, you had one of the most incredible matches with Sarah Del Rey. You went to a 20-minute time limit draw. Um, what was that like, just doing that and getting the reaction you both did? I I remember watching it, and I, I feel like every single person in the arena was on their feet cheering for both of you at the end of the match. You just won over everyone and the respect of everyone in the building. Uh, what was that experience like?
1: man it's it's so hard to put into words because, you know um when I look back and and you know that first time i I wrestled Sarahs the first time I met her first time anything it was uh what Dave liked to call it uh the best of the East versus the best of the West <laughs> um you know similar styles and just two people going in there and representing a company that we had no clue how far it was going to go um it was something special that night um I went in there and just gave her my all. She gave me her all, and just the respect level of after that match, seeing what the crowd, um, you know, gave us that standing ovation, and even our peers. It was you knew that something was going to happen after this show. Um, we went in just not knowing anything and just putting it all on the line. And hopefully, you know, Shimmer will still continue after this. And, and that was our mindset. So we just went in there and kicked ass and, you know, found a new level of respect and a new way of wrestling. Because, you know, at that time, you didn't see girls actually wrestle and, and be athletes. And I think Shimmer was something different, something refreshing, something awe-inspiring for all of us girls. You know, just not me and Sarah. It was something new. And if you watch that D V D, because I mean you know, I I have that D V D and I watch it, um, I look back and just think, Man, how far has Shimmer come to change the face of wrestling just from that one show yeah. where you got two girls, two female athletes who don't know each other at all, put in this position to say, you know what? Go out there and kill it and show the world what women wrestling should be and ought to be and that's what we did we went out there kicked ass wrestled and you know not be all tna and the crowd respected it which was even more surprising because you know crowd sometimes your crowd can be tough on you you know they they want to you know see the the tna and they they want to you know be all degree degrading to you but this crowd was just on a whole different level they just wanted to see the wrestling and that made me so proud to be part of something brand new and you know that i'm still part of to this day so yeah it was probably one of my biggest accomplishments being part of the first shimmer with sarah dere,
0: yeah i remember watching it and um allison danger she had that speech beforehand and just like the passion she had behind it and the passion all the athletes had like in their matches like you could tell that you all went out there with, like, a goal in mind to steal the fans. And you guys really did. And it's amazing to see how far Shimmer has come and how they kind of set the bar for women's wrestling back in the day and still continue yeah, to
1: do Yeah, for sure. It was like it it was it was a new concept. It was something that hasn't been done. I mean, you know, you had your women's promotions, you know, all all over the place. But this was something different when you grab every girl from everywhere that you think that can, you know, elevate your company. And that's what Shimmer is all about. And still is to this day is grabbing the best of the best and and kicking ass in that ring and just, you know, elevating women's wrestling to a whole new level. And and that first show was just amazing. You know, I look back and I'm just like, man, where are these girls now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really incredible. Definitely incredible. Um And then a little bit after Shimmer, the first Shimmer, you actually had the opportunity to wrestle Victoria on WWE Heat in 2006. Um, actually, that match was the first time that... I saw somebody outside of WWE, you and Cheerleader Melissa had a match, I think like a week or two apart. And because of those two matches, I actually looked up both of you and got into Shimmer and saw Shimmer Volume 1, like you and Cheerleader Melissa are why I got into indie wrestling. So thank you for that. But um what was it like just <laughs> getting that opportunity to wrestle Victoria in WWE? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it was a great opportunity. You know, every girl aspires to be on WWE. They want to be on TV and, and, you know, they want to have that chance and that opportunity to get known and just, that's all we need is a chance. And, and, you know, give us the ball. We will run with it the best way we can. And, you know, um, at that time, I was being mentored by the Wild Samoan um, Alpha. So, you know, I wasn't really training with Jesse, Jason Knight anymore. Um, you know, I was getting ready for, you know, I had a lot of things going on, but, um, I, I went with Alpha and he, you know, said, hey, here's a tryout, go and just kick ass and represent um, WXW and in, in school and represent yourself and Jason. So that's what I did. Um, you know, cheerleading Melissa, death monthly, I think she had her match a week, maybe a week before I did. So um, I had a lot of pressure on me to keep that mentality. Like, All right, if cheerleader Melissa can do it, I can do it. And me and cheerleader Melissa are a great friends. So it was like, All right, I can do this. Um, but it, it was, it was great. You know, um, it's my first experience being TV and that whole mindset and that everything changes. You know, what people don't realize is when you work the independent scene, um, you're a little laid back. You know, you tend to be, okay, yeah, this is my home base or, you know, you know your locker room. But when you walk into, you know, WWE and and backstage, you kind of just... You stay calm and, 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 you know, you have this, you know, nervousness in you and excitement and you got to keep your cool (laughs) as hard as it can be. And, and just the locker room and the girls were very respectful. And, you know, I didn't know, uh, Victoria at that time. Um, I'm good friends with her now, but man, just, just how much she respected me just for, you know, being part of, uh, you know, Alpha and, and his school and, and his utilage and, um, tutelage, I should say, and, and just being mentored by him. So that was a lot of respect. I came in there with a lot of respect and I was given the respect as well as, you know, gave it back to them. But that match was, a uh, helped, helped my career a lot. Um, it was the first time that a lot of people got to see me mainstream and was able, you know, to see what I was doing. You know, it helped Shimmer a lot when you got your little Melissa and me, you know, being on TV. It helps those companies, you know, put those companies on the map and it helps, helps our career a lot. You know, new companies want to book you because, you know, they've seen you on TV. They like your look or whatever it may be. But they, you know, that was such a great experience. It wouldn't be the last, but it definitely was the first.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Very exciting. And uh you continued your feud with Sarah Del Rey and Shimmer. And then you kind of, I guess this was like part of WSU, the uh, J-Cup. You kind of debuted and you won it, the second ever. And then in WSU, you entered into this really, really intense feud with Angel Orsini. I mean, you guys had a false Count Anywhere match, a Steel Cage match, a Bull Rope match, an Iron Woman match, and a ladder match. Like, you guys had, like, every match possible. And I just remember <laughs> the, the feud being so intense. And Angel Orsini is pretty intense herself, too. <laughs> uh, what was oh, yeah, like? yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it like working with her, not only in regular matches, but all these really high-profiled, intense matches?
1: So here's the backstory with me and Angel Orsini. Um, she actually, you know, if people don't know who Angel Orsini is, she was prodigy in ECW. Hence, my trainer, Jason Knight, ECW. So it wasn't the first time that I have met Angel Orsini's in WSU. Um, so we, we've actually done shows down in Connecticut and, you know, down in New Jersey and stuff. So, it, you know, just to see her and bring her uh, to WSU was, less. we have to show everyone, you know, how these old school matches can get over. Um, I was coming back from a shoulder surgery, a shoulder surgery in 2007, and uh I didn't get to WSU to probably 2009 and I was just making my comeback. Um, you know what they say when you go away for a little while, you have to reinvent yourself. And I reinvented myself big time, uh, with WSU. Um, and, and, you know, I brought Angel Orsini in, uh, we were tagging for a while and then obviously every great tag has to split apart for a little bit yes, <laughs> and, and break up to bring these huge feuds. And, and that's what me and Angel did. We, you know, as great friends as we are, they always say that you hit your friends ten times harder than you would hit somebody new and that's what we did. We knew that we had to go in there and bring WSU to a whole different level than what it was. We had to make it a different company than what it was and then what it started as. It had to be different than Shimmer because Shimmer, you know, obviously was all about the women's wrestling and and promoting women's wrestling, but WSU, we had to live up to its name, Women Superstars Uncensored, and that's what me and Angel Orsini brought to the table, you know, it was, it's always great to wrestle with her, she always brings me to a different level, always just levels me up, literally, it's like a video game, you know, you're leveling up, and, and she just gives me these things, and it always, always heightens up my game, so you know, from, from a cage match to a bull rope match to I don't even know what else we were doing. You know, she hurt throwing me off the balcony um, <laughs> in ladder matches. It's it's just one of those feuds that, man, if I can rekindle it or bring it anywhere else, I would love to. I would love to because she just brings the best out of me. And I, and I, I, I hope I do the same with her. So, um, yeah, man, I think that feud lasted for a good year, maybe even longer. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: a little over a year. Those matches were super intense and crazy and i remember it really like got a lot of people watching wsu yeah
1: yeah yeah we had to bring it to it's one of those things that you just have to bring you know bring your a game for whatever you always have to outdo the last match you did um to for a feud you know but there has to be a reason to do things you know I, i i hate doing hardcore i hate doing those kind of matches but i would do them if it serves a purpose and you do it right like, you have to tell the story. And that's what me and Angel Orsini did. Like, we just didn't do these matches just because we wanted to do them. We did them because we had to tell that story. You know, we were a tag team. And then, you know, we broke up, and I became this big baby face, and she became this big heel. You know, it was it was one of those things where it told the story. It had that old-school feeling, and it just, every match just got more brutal and <laughs> yeah. just just kept being uncensored. And, and it helped WSU, you know, be apart from every other woman's company that was out there. You know, right. because they did things out of the ordinary. And that's what I was so happy to be, a, you know, a part of, especially with Angel or Cindy.
0: Yeah. And you guys, you said you guys were friends. Is it easier to kind of have these great matches with friends than people who you're not as familiar with?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. When you are, yeah, when you are friends, you kind of know, um... You know what your mentality is. And if I'm having a bad day and I come into a show and I'm just like, you know, da 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 and I'm just changing you know, your best friend or your good friend is gonna bring you back down to that level and be like, Hey, we have to do this, we have to do that. But yeah, you 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 can go out there and you know that if you know, if if I punch her and give her a black eye by accident or something happens in the match, you know, it's hey, my bad. It mm-hmm. was part of the match. Like, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you go out there and you trust your I would trust my best friends 10 times more than I would trust someone brand new.
0: Right.
1: And that's only because they know me and they know what I'm, you know, what I've been training. They know, they know my backstory. They know everything about me compared to someone who's brand new, who's, you know, still nervous and like, oh my God, I'm in the ring with Mercedes. Like they got those nervous feels and you get nervous. You're like, man, are they, you know, they got to get over these nerves because that's my life in their hands right now. Are they going to be able to overcome that? Some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in the ring with your friend, you know, like Angel Orsini or Senior or Fizzle or Trill or Melissa, man, you go out there, you have fun, and you hit each other hard. Um, because you know when you go back to, the back to the locker room, like, I hit you a little harder. Are you okay? Yeah, but I got you back. All right, it's cool. <laughs> have a drink and you're good to go.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's always better to have matches with your friends. They come out ten times better. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to get hurt. You know they're going to protect you with their life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So switching it back to Shimmer for a little while, um, you had some pretty intense matches. I know you faced Lufisto in a great match. You had a killer match with Wesna Busick. You had one of Madison Eagles' first single matches. And you got to face Ayako Hamada. Um, What was it like facing all those women in these matches for Shimmer? Like, these aren't, I mean, like, these are really huge names in women's wrestling, and you're a huge name. Was it exciting to be able to face off with the best of, I guess, the world, you know? Yako from Mexico, Madison from Australia, Wesna from, uh, where is she from? She's from Europe somewhere. And, <laughs> <she's> from- <laughs> yeah, and Rupisto from Canada. I mean, it's the best in the world, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, um, You know, I, I've never, I'm so humble. I mean, if you, if you really like talk to me and you really like meet me in real life, like my character in the ring, is so intense, (laughs) but outside of the ring, I'm not like that at all. (laughs) I'm really laid back. I like to play my video games and stuff. So when promotions and, and like Shimmer wants to put me in these matches, it's like, it's a lot of pressure. Like people don't realize, you know, I, I, I am my hardest critic. I am. I am. I want to make sure that I go out there and I give more than 150%. Like I give it to you all. Um, And, you know, and, and these girls are on top of their game and they're coming, you know, to the States to wrestle and make a name for themselves as well and show what they can do. My job is to help them get to that level. And their job is to, you know, bring me up too. So we're both, you know, leveling each other up and bringing each other to new heights. And for Shimmer. And Dave to have that faith in me to be like, hey, you're gonna wrestle Wesna. What? Who? Girl, oh, she can kill me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you'll be fine. No, but she can kill me. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you're just like, all right, well, here I go, Mercedes. You gotta, you know, turn up the notch a little bit and and show them that you can hang with the best because you know, for me to be the best, you gotta beat the best and you gotta be put in the ring. And what a lot of girls don't realize is that when you're in the ring with all these big names you know you have the you're nervous and you're just like man can i do this you got to put that in the back burner because you're getting in the ring and, and you're still doing the same thing that you would do with the no name you're just leveling up your stance you're like yeah there are there like a wesna and a madison egos and Lufisto and and ayako who i love man if i can get in the ring with that girl just on a side note if i can get in the ring with that girl one more time i would love to someone needs to book that but anyhow oh, yes. uh <laughs> to get in the ring with those it's It's that thing where you have a match and you know it's good, but get in the ring with someone who knows their stuff and who can bring you to a new, like, just can overcome anything and everything. You know, I'm coming back from injuries and stuff, and get in the ring with the Wesna and Madison and even Lufisto and Ayako. It kind of, you kind of forget how, I don't know how to put it. You kind of forget that you suck. (laughs) It's the best way to put it. You kind of just give them anything and everything and they, and they give you the sense of you can do this. They give you that sense of pride. They give you that encouragement. Like, you know what? You, you can do this, Mercedes. You are the best. You are the best in your craft and I'm the best in my craft and we're going to give this match 10 plus stars because the fans deserve it and we deserve it. You know, it, it's hard to explain, it's hard to put in words, and you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, how does it feel? It feels great, like I go into these matches just like any other match. I want to give a hundred and more percent, and I want to give, entertain the fans, but it means that much more when you go in the ring with someone who has a name, because it shows that you can be in their level. You can be in their, like, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain I don't know if you kind of get, I know I talk I baffle too much, but um, I don't know if people Can understand how it feels to be in the room with these Girls, it's, you know, your nerves Go away, you get excited You get scared, and you just have To put that in the back burner and be like, alright I'm here to do my job, entertain the fans And just give a kick-ass match and hopefully Not die
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right That's always a goal,
1: right? (laughs) Especially with (laughs) Wozniak. Oh my god,
0: yeah she is very very hard hitting
1: oh my god yeah i wrestled with her for the first time actually in wxw mm-hmm. uh for the first time ever and like that match is probably 10 times more hard hitting than it was at shimmer Oh I don't know if she calmed down a lot or not, <laughs> but, man, my, my match with her at WXW was so hard-hitting. I was like, I never want to wrestle this girl ever again because, man, she killed me. She is- but it was an Yeah, but it was an experience yeah. because, like I said, when you wrestle someone from a different country, um, you know, you want to give them all that you have. And sometimes you forget, you know, you don't know their style. You don't know. You kind of got to mesh two different styles. And, you know, I wasn't strong style as I am now. I was more technical and submission. And, man, this girl was strong style to a T. Yeah. And everything she gave me, I got so angry that I had to give it back. But it made for a freaking amazing match. Yeah. Um. And, you know, when you go in the back and you're, like, hurting and bruising, you're like, man, you kicked my arm off. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that's, that's me. And I'm like, no, I loved it. And it kind of just... You kind of be like, man, this is what I need to do. And and you know, that match with Wesna and WXW helped propel me to a new style, um, the strong style, the strikes and the kicks and the grappling and you know, making everything a little bit more realistic. Yeah, it hurts, but it's not gonna like break my arm. You know, you give me a kick to the arm, yeah, people are gonna hear it, yeah, it's gonna sting a little bit, but you're doing it enough to like not break my arm. And and that's what that match helped me. So when I wrestled with Wesna and Shimmer, I was like, Oh, right hey, remember me? We're going to do this one more time.
0: (laughs) Speaking of strong style, I actually attended a shimmer taping and you had a match against Kelly Skater and you chopped her (laughs) so hard repeatedly that her chest looked like (laughs) (laughs) meat. That was intense. Well,
1: well, (laughs) to my defense, and, and I love Skater to death, you know, she is uh one of my best friends, you know, even though she's overseas, but we talk at least once a week or every two weeks, whenever we can. Um, yeah. To my defense, that girl uh gave me the chops first. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. look back in the match, she, she was chop- chopping me like she was kibashi or something. Yeah. She was chopping me yeah. first. Yeah. And it was just, I had to give it back. Yeah. And it just so happens, you know, I'm caramel tan color. <laughs> chops are not, you know, chops are not going to show up a lot on me, but, you know, she's this pasty Australian chick yeah my chops are gonna make her (laughs) have uh look like you know chopped liver and it did and you know know what she was so (laughs) that match was one of those matches where um you have a good match you have a great match and you have an okay match that was that match the first time I wrestled skater it wasn't the best match we'd had it was the first time we got in the ring and when we talk about chemistry when you have chemistry with someone you either have it or you don't or you're trying to figure it out and me and skaters match was like that we had the chemistry but we were off everything was a little off it wasn't a perfect match it wasn't a great match but it was an okay match to get by and it was a learning match uh for her um it was her first time getting in the ring with me you know it's those nerves you know when people get in with a name regardless of who you are you have those nerves and you either overcome them or you don't and if you don't then you kind of just forget what you're supposed to do in the ring you forget how you're supposed to wrestle and you forget and that's what happened um you know she was chopping me left and right like you know I was some little rookie and I was like oh no and and I took matters into my own hand and just went a little crazy yeah <laughs> and gave her you know my weekend chops and there you have it this you know Australian girl with like I don't know, looked like raw meat on her chest. And she was proud of it. I was like, man, I would hate to have that.
0: (laughs) She was very proud of it. She showed everybody.
1: (laughs) She was. Yeah. She was very proud. Look, I got chops from Mercedes. I'm like, no, you can't be proud of that. There was a reason why you got those chops, man. You, You know, I had like double handprints on my back, double handprints on my stomach. I'm like, look what you did to me. That's why you got that. It's called a receipt. <laughs> right. It's like, calm down, slow down. It's okay to be nervous, but man, don't just wail on me. And that's what happened. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, now like all of our matches after that first match, she got it out of the way. Her nerves are done. We became great friends. And now when we go in the ring, we're like, eh. I'm like, maybe I'll chop you one skater now since you were friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. So a little bit after you had that match with Kelly, you actually kind of, A little bit reignited your feud with sarah del rey and you defeated her at the indie girls title tournament to win the title um what was it like kind of stepping back into the ring with sarah del rey and winning a title from her
1: um you know it's it's not even like how i felt it was almost like just hey, we're back, <laughs> and, you know, because, you know, sometimes when you live on different coasts of the U.S. and, and you travel and, and, you know, you get your experience and stuff, uh, you always want those matches with your friends and you want those matches with people that complement your style and to uh, be back in the ring and, and kind of rekindle, you know, some of that magic uh, with Sarah, was it's always great, always great. I, I give her props to, you know, what she's doing now and just, you know, how much she was able to help me elevate my game and and it's not even about winning a title or anything it's about getting in the ring and making magic and any time i get in the ring with sarah it was always so fluid so just magical so, so you know that, that that's how that feels it doesn't matter where we are for indie girls it doesn't matter just getting in the ring with her is always a highlight of my career yeah
0: and um with indie girls and everything you um I guess expanded to different promotions. And one of those promotions was NCW Femme Fatales. Um, you faced Calamity. You got to face the Fisto. You actually won the title from Calamity. Um, what was it like working with that promotion? Um, it seemed like it was a really fun promotion in Canada to put some highlight on the Canadian girls and bring
1: in some foreigners to
0: mix things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that, that promotion was, uh, it was so much fun. Um, I, I'm, and, and it's so sad to see, like, the promotion that had so much promise kind of just fall back a little. Um, I'm sure that I'm hopefully, you know, right now, um, I actually hold, I actually won that title not too long ago, uh, the NCW Fem fatale's title, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with it. I don't know if the company is going to come back up. Maybe they need new backing. I'm not sure, but at that time, Stefan, uh, Breer was, uh, was the, promoting it and, and the promoter and, and not so much the owner but the booker and uh his vision was almost like shimmers bring the best you know almost we were we were like the internationals just like shimmer is you know you bring these internationals in and, and you face them up with the best of the best you have in the u.s and that is is what you know, Femme Fatales is like you bring the best of the U.S. and you bring them in to elevate your Canadians and put the spotlight on the Canadian girls who don't get that chance. And that's what Femme Fatales was. It was a chance to see these new girls and it, fresh faces and it's uplifting. It's, you know, these girls are hungry and, and they want to get in the ring with, you know, everybody and just learn. And, and that was this promotion, man. It was so much fun. And, you know, I'm always getting detained at the border and all this stuff. It makes for great stories. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every time I go into Canada I swear I get detained. I don't know if it's my tattoos or because I'm the only Puerto Rican on the show. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh I get detained every single time for a good half hour to an hour. I'm detained just for them asking me questions on wrestling. I don't know if they just ribbon me or what, but man. Canada, I love you guys, but I do not like getting detained.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, but
1: yeah, sem- yeah, Femme Fatale is for, you know, I, I like to stay in Canada. I usually fly in, you know, for the show, and then I'll stay an extra two days just to hang with my girls because it's such a great place. Like, if you ever been to Canada, Montreal is such a great place. Maybe not in the snow in the wintertime, but in, in the spring and summer, it's such a great place to be in. And um, the girls are always so welcoming, and they're always so respectful, and they're just funny. Like, you just have a good time. It's almost like oh, in, in college again. Like, it's just a sorority. You know, you, you play the games, and you get serious when you need to. But it's just a laid-back atmosphere, and you get serious when you need to. And, you know, it's one of those companies that needs to come back. It needs yes. to come back because it's, it's something different from all the other companies that runs out there when it comes to women's. I wrestling. agree.
0: There's not a lot of spotlight on Canadian female talent, so it definitely needs to come back.
1: no. Yeah, it definitely does because, uh, it was, it was one of those promotions that you got the name like Calamity like, and Sweet Cherry. Like those, those are two that stick out the most to me at the moment just because I wrestle them a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it puts girls that are working so hard to try to get their name and they can't sometimes they can't travel outside of canada so you have to give them the chance to shine and the only way to do that is by bringing the stars from the u.s and that's what femme fatales did they bring they brought in you know chiller melissa me you know and and all these other girls to uh to help elevate the game and, and help these canadian girls get that that fame and that experience that they need and you know for them to kind of go down right now hopefully they you know be brought back up. Um, it's, it's wonderful. It's always wonderful when you can see a woman's company, you know, bring their girls, their crop of girls to new heights. And, and I'm always part, I'm always happy to be proud. I mean, to be a part of, uh, new companies that just want to support women's wrestling in general.
0: Yeah, definitely. And a little bit after starting with NCW femme fatales, you actually went all the way to Japan to wrestle for stardom. You got to face Nani Takahashi. Uh, she's amazing. What was that experience like being able to go to Japan and wrestle for the world stardom title against Nani?
1: Oh man, it was about damn time. (laughs) 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 And this is when stardom was first starting. I don't know if anybody realizes, like before stardom is what it is now, like the premier, like top thing in uh, uh, women's wrestling in Japan, it was just starting out. Um, you know, it wasn't like brand spanking new, I mean, it had a little bit of t v and <laughs> and stuff, so for me to go there and work, um it was a highlight of my career. It was like, yes, like you know you want to get to w w e but you know what Japan is the next level folks and this is, this was like super highlight for me, and um, it was like, yes, everything I've worked for, it cumulates to this to going to Japan and wrestling one of the most amazing and awesome and most nicest person you'll ever meet in an eye like she was so amazing and just going out there and and living their lifestyle for that moment you know doing their training doing their drills living that dojo life for a little bit eating their food and I'm not a big seafood you know eater or anything but man anything they put in front of me it was like you have to eat with whether you like it or not you got to try it whether it's alive or not you know you can't disrespect them yeah, yeah yeah you know some of the things that i ate i was just like i don't know what that is you have to eat it mercedes but why it's moving you have to eat it oh. <gasps> can you kill it first <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it was uh it was it was it was a trip it was um it was one of my favorite trips uh to do in japan i mean i went back later on on um you know a few years later not too long ago actually um so but yeah it was uh and to wrestle in one of the most famous halls ever Tokyo hall yeah. I, I mean who does that in their first like japan trip ever right that's, mercedes does yeah, so yeah. yeah so i, I made a I, I, this trip was memorable for, the, for a lot of reasons for my career and just personally whereas you know i feel like okay i finally made my mark on women wrestling like i got to japan and I put my stamp on Japan. It's on my passport. Yes, I've made it (laughs) type deal thing. So, yeah, it it was fun. I would love to go back to stardom um, on another time in another another career. You know, as my career dwindles down, I would like to go back to stardom and just help their girls just like they helped me.
0: Yeah, definitely. So bringing it back to WSU a little bit, um, I remember this kind of was way – hyped up you had a casket match uh, with Jessica Havoc. <laughs> how did how did that like idea come to fruition
1: <laughs> I don't even know whose idea it was we all know it wasn't Mercedes idea because Mercedes would never never do something like that <laughs> um I don't know if it was the promoters at that time which was um Sean Sean McCaff uh I believe it was it was something that we had to do different. Um, you know, I had the huge feud with Angel Rossini and we done just about anything and everything in the book that you can think of. Um, the cascade match was probably has never been done before in women's wrestling that we can recall. Yeah. Um, you know, um, even even when I done my uh, you know Iron Woman matches, you know where they. Go oh, like 72 and 73 minutes. um You know, those are unheard of too, but a casket match for, you know, female wrestling, you don't see that. Yeah. Not unless maybe it's done overseas, but it was something that we needed to change the landscape of where WSU was going in matches and in feuds and not just be stale. So, you know, I agreed to the match and it, and it fits so well in our storyline. If you follow the storyline with me yeah. and Havoc, it was very dark very uh very intimidating it was very intense that was that type of a feud where you know she was so dark and so into her character it was almost like she was being possessed by a demon i swear um you know her character was getting more demonic and more just dark and and this this is one of those matches where you know, we we had to put it all on the line. And then, and, you know, here comes Lufisto popping out of a casket out of nowhere. And that started another feud. Yeah. So, you know, things are always, yeah, yeah. Things are always happening in matches that always prepare you for the next match. But, man, to have that match, those caskets are unforgiving. Any hardcore match is unforgiving. But to be part of something brand new and, and, and the crowd not being able to see something like this ever before and always leveling up and always doing something first is always a great time.
0: Right, yeah. And you said you know it started your feud with Lufisto. That feud, you know, you guys had a time limit draw, and then it kind of carried to um, NCW Fem Patel You guys had a steel cage mm-hmm. match, and then I want to say you had a um, false count anywhere match in WSU as well. You guys had a run of pretty intense matches as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you um, when when promotions work together. It can make for memorable matches. And me and Lufisto's feud, and, and I love working with Lufisto, but when we have a feud that accumulates over possibly two to three promotions, it makes it even more meaningful because not only is the fans um looking at Femme Fatale, like it continues the story. So it's not just one promotion. It's not like we're going to another promotion. So if I'm wrestling in WSU, we got this big feud. We go to Femme Fatale's, we're not best friends. Right. I mean, I can't pretend to be her best friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you, know, you don't want, you want to continue that food because, you know, fans are not stupid. Fans, you know, they're, they're smart. They know that you're friends, but they kind of be like, you just killed her in, you know, a tables match, you know, and now you're like best friends here and you're teaming up. No, it, it, you can't do that sometimes. And this is one of those instances where promotions Coexisted and they complimented each other and they let us do this feud and and kind of cumulate to the ending match i believe was uh the cage match that kind of ended the feud um mm-hmm. yeah man it's it, it was great like me and Lucisto is one of the you know it's one of the, those people that i can i call her my soul sister in wrestling mm-hmm. um no matter where we are what we do we will always compliment each other in our matches like we do we just go in there and you know we can be five minutes you know before the bell rings and we just finally and each other like you're ready we're ready and let's go and we go out there and kill each other for the sake of wrestling and we protect each other but um these feuds were crazy like cage match you know i, I don't do many cage matches of course i have to do one with lufeso because that's her <laughs> genre and that's what she does she kicks ass mm-hmm. and and you know any hardcore if you, if you see me do hardcore matches you know that i'm only going to do them with people that i trust and people that i love and people that i know that are going to protect me and compliment me and bring um, matches in the company to new heights. And that's what me and Lufista uh, did in our feud. We'd, you know, done all this stuff, this crazy stuff between promotions. And it was just great. It was like storytelling. Storytelling through the ages.
0: Right. And Lufista was one of the best people to have a hardcore match with.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's her shtick.
0: That's her <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, a little bit, well, kind of during the feud and everything, you started working for what was a new company at the time, uh, Shine, Um, you had some pretty great matches with uh, the likes of Jazz, Santana Garrett. Um, You had a great match with Amazing Kong. Uh, What was it like kind of working with this new promotion? Um, I feel like at the time, no women's promotions were really running as regularly and as frequent as Shine, and they didn't have the capabilities of an eye-pay-per-view like Shine has done. So was it kind of exciting to be able to be a part of it?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's right in my backyard. I mean, I live in Florida, so to have something where I'm not traveling more than an hour was great. It was like 20 minutes down the street. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's um, it was something new. It was um, There was no women's companies in Florida that were run regularly and um, bring in all these names and, and give something new to what Florida was lacking at the time. If you think about it, you have your Shimmer, you have your Triple W in Massachusetts, uh WSU was you know still running, but all these companies don't run regular, you know, every couple of months, every two to three months, and they obviously they don't have TV. So shine was a new concept for any girl who wanted to be a part of it. You have uh a, a you know, a taping or a live pay-per-view live, which TV, which means if you mess up, you mess up and you're screwed. Um, it, it put that pr- added pressure and it kind of helps you prepare for what, you know, the big leagues are. You have a TV, you have camera work, you have lights, and it's every month. So to be part of something brand new, it's so refreshing, man. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's fun because you get to work with the girls that you travel with. So, you know, I get to see my rain and I get to see my jazz who, you know, helped me earlier in my career with Jason Knight um, and, and even – a part of my career with uh, WEW, like these girls that I'm just like, yes, I'm with my family. That's what it felt like in the beginning. Um, you know, with Shine when it first started out, it was it was family. You know, you had Lexi Fife there, and you had Amber O'Neill, like Nikki Rocks. Like, these were girls that you traveled up and down. You know, the East Coast, West Coast, everywhere, like these are girls. I was like, yes, I'm home. And that's what Shine felt like. It felt like home. Um, you know, not to say that Shimmer isn't home, but Shimmer was a whole different concept where Shine was homegrown. These names and these faces that, you know, you love to be in the ring with and have kick ass matches with. And, and I loved yeah. every part of Shine. Um, you know, and obviously I'm still part of Shine now. I hold their tag title. Um, but yeah, that early part of Shine when it first was starting out was so great. I was like yes
0: party time <laughs> right all your friends
1: <laughs> yeah party time with my friends <laughs> yeah.
0: so um you were wrestling and shine shimmer um you went and did the global conflict tournament and then uh you dropped the NCW Femme Fatale's title and you kind of went on a little hiatus for a few years and then mm. yeah and then you returned in Australia and the internet went ablaze. They couldn't believe it. Everyone was so excited. Um, did you have your return plan for a while? Was it something that was kinda of last minute?
1: Uh it was something last minute. Um you know everyone asks, uh you know, I, I kinda left um without notice. And, uh, that was a personal decision of mine. Obviously the companies that I worked for knew that I was leaving and, uh, we had to keep it quiet. Um, it was more for personal. What people, uh, forget sometimes is, you know, this business can eat you up alive. And if you're traveling constantly, you don't have time for real life sometimes, you know? Um, I just got married and I was just like, man, you know, my body was hurting and I felt like I just, I didn't have time to enjoy life. Like wrestling is, man, I had so many injuries. And when you're on a grueling schedule, sometimes those injuries, either one get worse or two is going to put you out for for good. And I had to take the hiatus without anybody knowing. It came to the point where it was like, you know what, I need my life back. I need you to just step away. And here I am. I'm just going to do it. Let me, you know, whatever titles I'm holding, here you go. I will be back. But I just didn't know when. I really didn't know when. And, you know, I took a good, you know, six months when I first, you know, a hiatus started. I took six months. And I realized that, you know, some of my injuries were healing and, and, and one of them wasn't. My shoulder was killing me, my left shoulder. Um, so I went in, got an MRI, and realized that I needed to get shoulder surgery done. So here I am again. I'm I'm out. It's not like I have obligations. Um, I went and got my shoulder fixed and I didn't know if I was going to come back or not after the shoulder surgery because it's my second one um, I don't know if anybody remembers in 2007 I had my right shoulder done and I was out for two years so you know mm-hmm. to have injuries and sh- you know surgeries it puts a damper on your training puts everything you're not in shape anymore so I had the shoulder surgery I'm watching wrestling still I go to a couple of shows here and there went to shine a couple of times just to support my girls and it's it still didn't feel right. I was like, hey, I'm not ready to come back to wrestling. I'm just, I'm just not. Like, it's just, my passion wasn't there anymore. And then what ended up happening is a friend of mine wanted me to do a favor in Australia. So it was more of a vacation. I wasn't supposed to wrestle, but I had gear just in case because you always have to pack your gear as a wrestler. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, always. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You never know what happens. So I went there mostly to, uh, support my, my brother. Um, if anybody, uh, Mana, who runs NHPW and Indie Girls Australia. I went there really just for him. Um, I haven't seen him in a couple years. I was, you know, down and out with my personal stuff, personal life. And I went there just to see him and, you know, have a a vacation. That's what it was, just vacation of life and just see him and and do whatever we had to do. And I think I got conned into wrestling. I really did. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. I got conned into wrestling
0: and into his uh, (laughs) –
1: I got conned by a skater and, uh, Soraya and, <laughs> and became the honorary, like, Australian member for, like, Bellatrix versus Australia. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how that worked out. <laughs> I got conned into wrestling and becoming an, you know, an official Australian, uh, that tour. Um, and then that's all it took. As soon as I did that, mind you, I wasn't really in shape. I wasn't really ready to, like, wrestle. You know, I was very careful The the girls who I wrestled took good care of me. And uh, that's all it took for me to find that passion again was just get in the ring with with my friends and my family and see my family. And that trip was just what I needed to get back into wrestling. Because if it wasn't for the Australia trip, I probably wouldn't be here today where mm. I'm at. I probably would still just been gone. Wow. Um, that uh, Yeah, that Australia trip really made me realize, you know, wrestling is what I want to do, what I have to do, because it is what makes me who I am. And, and this is just it, this is it, this is what I'm going to do, so my personal issues got taken care of, my shoulder was fixed, you know, I'm bionic now, with two bionic shoulders, all right, now it's time to go full force, and you know, I did Australia, came back home, Um, like two weeks later, I went to Japan, yeah. wrestled cat power, yeah, and I was like, wow, it's just picking up right where, like, I left off like nothing ever happened. And mm-hmm. it was boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, it, it took off from there. I Obviously, I had to get back into shape and ring shape. And that's where Nikki Rocks helped me. And that's where, you know, Rain helped me. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two are like my sisters. And they put me back together in every way f- that you can think of mentally, physically, spiritually. Without them too, in that Australia trip, you wouldn't have the Mercedes you have now. Yeah, wow. I know. I probably uh, wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh, I know Rain and, uh, Nikki, they're both, uh, personal trainers or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's awesome that they helped you so much. And shortly after the Australian tour, you were back in full force. You won the shimmer title. I mean, that's, that's quite a way to return. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're going to return, you're going to return with a bang, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is- the great part, and the great part of me winning the shimmer title is that m- nobody knew. Not the fans and definitely not the female talent in the locker room. (laughs) That's how big of a surprise it was. No one knew that I was going to be there that weekend.
0: That's awesome.
1: At all. Yeah, because I definitely wasn't there for the first, you know, two tapings. And then I show up and it's just like, hey, they're like, what are you doing here? You will see. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My gear wasn't put on until like maybe a match before, you know, I came out. That's how secretive. Yeah, that's how secretive um, my comeback was. That's and obviously, I, mean. I came back and did big things.
0: Yeah, very big things. <laughs> very, very big things. And then you quickly, <laughs> um, you had a feud with Kelly Skater. I mean, you guys traded the Shimmer title back and forth, And you were ultimately the one who had Kelly's final match in Shimmer. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Was that kind of special for both of you?
1: um it was uh it was emotional yeah. um if, if everyone knows skater um you know she she sometimes uh life takes you in a different direction, and you know you have to prepare you have to prepare for life outside of wrestling and skater's so young and, and man that's my that's my girl um and she wanted to do other things than just wrestling wrestling will always be here, and I tell that to every female out there wrestling will always be here, but you have to have a life outside of wrestling sometimes whether it's getting Getting married, having kids, if you don't want that, then think, you know, of a different job, of a different career because you know, one injury can t- take you out for good. And then you have nothing to fall back on. So and, and that's what Skater did. Skater's such a bright, talented uh worker and for me to have this chance to like work her and have this minute and and actually be part of her last match, it's uh it's emotional for me. Like it really was you know, one of my best friends again. It comes back to the states or I go to Australia. Um, so it was very emotional. Uh, it was very emotional, A uh, couple, um, couple of days for us when I knew that, uh, she was going to leave us and she, you know, I was going to be her last match, but I, I'm, I'm really glad that I was. Um, you know, I gave her a hell of a match and, and I gave her anything and everything I had. And, and, you know, I try to bring it back to that, that level of superstardom. Um, and then I hope I did it justice, and you know after that match was said and done, and you know we go to the back, it was like regardless of what characters we played, whether I'm a good guy, bad guy you know, badass, and shes just it was a level of respect and and love, like I love that girl to death, I would do anything for her, and um you know to to have her win the shimmer title um from me and then get it back, um you know it was it was a dream of hers too, you know, you think shimmer shimmer title is like. The big thing they need to have in women's wrestling, if you're not on the mainstream, it's like the title you have to have besides stardom. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I was able to give her. Like, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. was up to me? She can have it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because she deserves it. She deserves everything that she worked so hard for in wrestling. And I'm sure, you know, she may or may not come back, but, man, it was emotional. If you ever see Mercedes cry, you know, that, that was one of those moments where, you know, you break down and you're just like, man, damn. Damn girl, I love you. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a good time. It was it was fun. It was yeah. fun. I'd love Skater to death, man. Yeah. And uh,
0: kind of like during that feud, you kind of had trifecta. That that's a pretty stacked team: Shayna Baszler and Nicole Savoy. Like. You couldn't get better teammates
1: than that. <laughs> no, nah, no, you can't. I mean, we're badass, man. You yeah. got the Queen of Suplexes and the Queen of Spades, who's like, you know, could break your arm in five different places if she feels like it. Oh, and then you yeah. got a strong style, you know, Queen of Strong Style here, who, you know, will go in and do whatever it takes and beat you down to a pulp if needs to be and shank you if she has to. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't get a better team than that. It's, you know, um, after that weekend with. Uh, losing the title and getting it back, it was just, it was time to step up the game and then time to level it up once again with Trifecta and be part of a stable. It's like my first real stable and, and, you know, we had to do something different and, and make a mark on, uh, on shimmer once again.
0: Right. Yeah. And speaking of shimmer, um, you are a very big part of rise, um, kind of finding the next great female talents, you know, uh, different seminars across the globe. Really now, um, They've done stuff in the UK. They're doing stuff in Japan. They've done stuff in California. And, of course, Berwyn when Shimmer runs. Um, What is it like being involved in that? I think it's such a unique company. Um, There's not anything like it for women's wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely unique. It's a different concept. Um when Kevin Harvey, uh, first came up to me, um, and, and was speaking about Rise for me to be part of it. Not necessarily wrestle, but just kind of manage and just his concept of what he wanted Rise to be. It's a, it's a unique concept. It's taking female wrestlers who may not have a name or who may, or who's just looking for experience and putting them in situations to make them grow. Um, and that's what these seminars are, and that's what Rise is all about. It's making yourself known by being in the ring with experienced workers, um, taking the time to learn different aspects of wrestling that you would never learn, you know, anywhere else. And that's what his concept was. It was like, if you keep wrestling the same girls over and over again, you're not going to get any better. It's just, it's just how it works. If I'm an example, if I'm wrestling Nikki Rocks day in and day out every weekend, none of us are going to get better. How many times, you know, are we going to do the same combos and how many matches are you going to see from us that are not, that are still the same? And for us to grow, I have to step away and be like, you know what, Nikki, I don't want to wrestle you anymore. I'm going over here. I'm going to wrestle this girl, someone brand new. She may suck, but you know what? I need it. Because that's the only way that you can grow as a wrestler. You need to wrestle different female talent. You need to be in there with different styles. You need to be able to adapt. And that is what rises. It's about putting these girls in uncomfortable situations and making them have the experience and get the experience that they need to to grow. And that is what All Rise is all about. And that's what these seminars are all about. It's giving them a different, uh, way of training. You know, you have Coke Cabana and his seminar and it's a whole different type of a training seminar compared to a Soraya Knight seminar where she's teaching these girls the British way. You're not gonna learn this. In your training school, unless your trainer is, you know, so multifaceted, but that's what these seminars are. These girls are learning brand new things and they're expanding their horizons. And then they're putting, then they're putting what they learn in matches and we're teaching them TV, and we're teaching them where the cameras are, and we're teaching them footwork, and we're teaching them so much that maybe they're not getting at their home schools, or maybe they're on the road too much that they don't have a chance to learn this, or maybe there's a vet that's not taking the time to pull these girls, and that is what Rise is all about. It's it's literally taking these girls and making them rise to the occasion. Um, so I'm definitely so happy to be a part of it, like from the beginning. And even if I'm not on Rise, I do go to the seminars, and if it's not my seminar, I still watch the seminars, I love watching Soraya Knight seminars, I learned so much just from watching, and you know, we had the Bullock Nakano seminar, and we had the Aja Kong seminar, like, I love watching these seminars, and I love watching these new girls uh, be in that position to learn, and just their eyes open up, and like, man, I didn't know about this, like, this is so different, they're so excited, it kind of, it gives you the feels, like, it's, it it literally like hits me in my heart. Like it's, I'm so proud. Oh. Like, man, I wish I had this stuff when I was growing, you know, when I was in this business and just being part of these seminars and, and that's what Rise is all about. And partnering up with like an AWS and going to the UK Um it gives girls another chance to get that experience or they're not going to get anywhere else. Or if they try to do it by themselves, mm-hmm. at least they know they have a company. That, and, and, and veterans and, and girls like me and and Melissa and Madison Eagles, like, and, and excuse me, and uh, Danger to help these girls and mold them to what we need them to be for female wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's to support the girls and show them, you know what? You can support each build each other up, don't knock each other down. Mm-hmm. That girl right there that you're wrestling may be the next WWE superstar, but remember, you helped her get there. You will get there one day, but you need to help her. Some people have it, some people don't, but keep working hard and you'll get there. And that's what Rise is all about and I'm so happy to be a part of it. I know I got into a little bit more in depth of what it is, but people probably just didn't know what Rise was really the concept of Rise really was, but there it is in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's really cool and I love how Rise works with all these promotions, you know, like Stardom, Shimmer, everything. And all these girls are getting these amazing opportunities because of that. I just think it's amazing and really cool and i love being able to discover new talent through it it's awesome
1: yeah yeah like the new talent like kikio like uh, i never heard of kikio until i saw rise i've never heard of a delilah doom until rise and yeah. and, and angel dust like Britt baker who's a phenomenal talent but i would not never like no one would ever know these girls on until rise like this is what it's all about and it's just it's amazing it's so amazing and i'm so so proud to be a part of it
0: yeah it's great, and I love how you know some of these girls are wrestling on these rise shows, and then they show up at Shimmer. Like that's a huge opportunity, and it goes to show you how hard working some of these girls are, and they want to get this opportunity if it wasn't for rise.
1: Exactly, exactly. They work hard. You put in the work, and you'll get rewarded for it. Right, yeah.
0: Speaking of putting in the work, um, shortly after your return, you got to come back to WSU. You faced Diana Perrazzo and then. Quickly defeated Allie For the WSU World title You got to hold the title once again You still hold it uh, How was it being able to come back And facing talent like Diana, and then winning the title again um, I feel like WSU Has a lot of faith in you They even put you in the Hall of Fame this year um, That's gotta be Like really Exciting for you
1: it is. It is. It's. It, I'm. I'm so happy to be part of um, a promotion that helped elevate my career, and, and um, a promotion that um, you know I helped elevate them to new heights. It was. It was a dual partnership back uh, when I first started WSU, and to come back with different owners, a whole different locker room, you kind of get nervous. Like, you know, uh, when I was asked to come back to WSU, it was, uh, "Hey, do you want to come back?" Da-da-da. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, but I didn't know how the locker room was going to be. I didn't know the girls. I didn't know, you know, the fans, how the, the crowd was. Were they still the same WSU fans, um, you know, that was so into, you know, the whole center type deal or were they watered down. Like, I didn't know much. Um, you know, I, I was just coming back and, you know, from everything. And But making my return uh, with Deanna, um, who's someone brand new who I, you know, didn't know much about, um, it was great. Eight. um Deanna is such a great talent she's such a lovely girl um i don't know much about her i don't, I don't really see her um except for like the shimmer and the rise shows um but man that that girl can work mm-hmm. she's very basic but her it's, she's solid yeah. she is so solid and she's she's gonna go far in her career if she keeps doing what she's doing and then um getting a chance to win back the uh, wSU title against uh Allie. i never worked and and i never worked ally so it was even better um to get in the ring with someone who you know who's her time in yeah who put her time in and just uh you know does what she does and and it was so great man it was it was exciting it's almost like man I'm back home but I'm not back home you know like things change change for the better and that's what WSU did it changed for the better um their venue was a little rough (laughs) four o'clock shows are a little rough on Mm -hmm. the body um especially if I have to do a CCW show at night but um just being part of WSU again it's like yes this is my home like this is where Um, I helped start WSU and I'm back home to hopefully, you know, bring them back up to where they need to be and just help them and do whatever I can as a wrestler and their champion to bring them back to a different, uh, to a different height and different class right now.
0: Yeah. And you got inducted into the Hall of Fame for WSU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sure did. About
1: damn time.
0: (laughs) Can you talk a little (laughs) bit about that and what that kind of means to you?
1: Uh, it was, it was, it means a lot. It means a lot. It means that the company saw my worth. Um, you know, uh it's one of the few companies that actually has a Hall of Fame and to have my great friends be a part of it, like Amy Lee, Cindy Rogers, who's, you know, my super, super best friend and um to induct me, it was it was emotional, like, you know, there's tears in my eyes and to have uh Jonna there and and Missy Sampson like those are my girls, and I, I know a little feather was around there, but she didn't make it in time to be part of it. But those are my girls, and to share the ring um, with them and, and a big moment for me was was really emotional. It, it hit me in the heart, and, and it's all the feels, all the feels, man. <laughs> um, you know, because when you when you get something like that and you get to share it with your peers and those that know what you've gone through, who know your personal life outside of wrestling, and to see yourself get recognized. And the company believes in you and they think you deserve this accolade because, you know, you put your work in. Sometimes, you know, companies don't realize how much you have to sacrifice to be there for their shows and to put your body on the line for them. And they ask you to do crazy stuff and you're just like, fine, you know. But to get recognized, it means that the company genuinely loves to have you around and they believe in you and they believe in your talent and they believe that you contributed something worthwhile to be put in the Hall of Fame. So it was definitely love and, and you know, I love WSU and I love my girls. It was, it was great. It was great. Emotional and it was great. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. <laughs> <good>. Tears, tears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another big thing that happened this year, um, Really big thing, actually. You were involved in the Mae Young Classic, the inaugural Mae Young Classic. um you made it all the way to the semifinals. Uh how, how was it? Like, you know, getting contacted by WWE and them saying, hey, we want you a part of that. Uh, what was that like?
1: <laughs> it was, uh, I thought it was a joke, man. <laughs> 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 to be honest. Like, you know, I, I get contacted a lot by, my uh, you know, promotions and stuff. And just to get contacted by WWE, it was like, really? Like, you know, here I am, 37 years old, and being contacted by WWE, you kind of, like, really? Like, they really, like, want to, like, grab me up right now? Um So when they contacted me, it wasn't, like, set in stone for the Mae Young Classic. It was, I guess, an idea still being put in the works. Um So they are like, yeah, you know, we're interested in you, and, you know, you got to send them all your info. And I'm just like, man... You know, I've been wrestling for 16 years by now. You should know my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, I treated it as, like, it's my job. Like, you know what? If if for any new company that I would work for, that's what I did. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab new headshots. I'm going to grab new gear. I'm going to make myself, like, brand new for, you know, the Mae Young Classic. Like, this is my chance. This is probably my only chance that I'm going to be, like, in WWE right now. And I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to run it. So for them contacted me, it was just like, Whoa. Like, I got to be ready now. It's TV ready. I'm ready. I'm going to do what I have to do to, you know, show them that, you know, 37-year-old female worker can blow everybody out the water right now. (laughs) So, yeah, so that was my mentality. It was like, I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, no, they're not interested in me. And then when it became real, I was like, oh, man, they really are serious. All right, let's let's get this going.
0: (laughs) Uh, Me and my fiance, Jay, actually flew down and watched the whole thing live. It was really awesome. And um, I know in the first round you wrestled Zia Lee. Uh, She—that was her first ever match. Was there pressure on you, or did you feel confident in guiding her mm-hmm. through her first match?
1: Um, a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pressure on me because this is TV, and it's her first match, and she's under contract. <laughs> you don't want to mm-hmm. make like their girl. Um, you know WWE's. You don't want to make their girl look bad. So it was a, um, it was, it was, the pressure was on me to make sure that she, that I utilize her, her strength and never showed her failures. You know, it's her first match. She's still brand new. Um, but the PC center and it was, it's so great in, in teaching, uh, female workers, workers in general, TV stuff and, and what you have to do. So she knew her stuff. She knew what she had to do. Um, you know, I just had to make sure that i utilized and made sure that you know leading her to where she had to be was 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 not hard at all um you know we we complimented each other very well and you know my job as a female worker is to make sure that my opponent looks like a superstar regardless if they had twenty thousand matches or in cases I one match (laughs) um so i think she did great
0: yeah you
1: know she kicked my ass literally um literally uh but yeah man she she's she's a tough one we gotta watch out for her because man those strikes are you know if she doesn't pull back they they can hurt like she's a true like martial artist here
0: yeah i was really impressing her live i didn't really expect she had what she had in her but she was really good
1: yeah i did my job you see yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you also got to face uh princessa Suhe. um first time meeting was it exciting to
1: kind of work a luchadora Oh, totally, man. Like, she's a freaking legend. Yeah. Like, I don't get starstruck very often, you know, because when you're in the business, you see the girls and, like, you know, whenever, when I first met Jazz, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then after a while, you're like, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> um, but, yeah, but Princess who Hey, was like, if you know stories about her and, and just anybody who's gone down Hey, is the woman, it's like, she's, she's the shit, man, she's the bomb, like, so I was a little starstruck, like, man, I, hopefully I get to work with her, and whenever they told me that we were going to work together, I was like, yes, <laughs> like, it was, it was like a dream come true for me, it was like, yes, I can actually show, like, my, my my chain wrestling and my my kind of lucha stuff but um it just you know our time wise you know tv time is different than like independence time and you know i wish that i can work on the independence because man the stuff that we can do uh besides of what she saw on the may young classic there's so much more that i would love to do with her and i'm sure that we can like blow the roof off if we had more time is um our styles are so different um she's such you know high flyer you know so quick so fast and you know she's got like 20 years under her belt and I you know I'm like 17 here so there's so much that we can do um but it it was so much fun it was just like I felt like I was in the ring with her and just watching her instead of actually like trying to beat her that's what it felt like
0: (laughs) it was a really good match like it was really
1: intense too and you guys got quite a bit of time I felt it was good yeah, yeah, we had yeah. time in it and you know, uh, she's, she's so like, she's so nice and just so very genuine. Like she, she's just, man, she's so awesome. There's yeah. not many words that I can, she's just awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you also got to wrestle Abby Laith, who everyone knows as Kimberly Lee on the Independent. And then in the semi-finals, you got to face off against fellow trifecta member Shayna Baszler. Uh, how was it facing your fellow stable member? <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> I swear they, pre- I, I swear they planned that all along, <laughs> that they were trying to break up trifecta from the beginning. You see, you see how this works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was, it was great. You know, um, I, I this first time I've wrestled Shayna, uh, you know, I've been, uh, for the last year when I came back to Shimmer, obviously, uh, we formed our, our stable trifecta and just watching her grow, um, from the first time I met her. To now, up to the Mae Young Classic, at that, it was it was amazing. Um, we, I knew that I had to go into that match uh, to fight, not necessarily to um, wrestle. Because uh, I believe that Shayna could uh, probably out-wrestle me with her grappling skills. Um, you know, she's a shoot fighter. And, and you know, she's got a lot more under her belt that way. So I had to rely on my strong style and, and my own strengths to kind of bring it to her. And it was a very hard-hitting match, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> very, yeah very, very hard-hitting. Uh, the chops, the strikes, uh, suplexes. Like, it was a whole different match from all my other matches. Because I knew I had to go in there and not actually wrestle-wrestle her. But get to her level, but more intense and bring her to where I need her to be for me to utilize my strengths. So, you know, I take her out of her game a little bit and, and give her a little dose of what Mercedes is all about. And then, you know, she gives me a dose of her stuff and, and it made for a very hard hitting competitive match that you haven't seen in the May Young Classic. Like it was so strong style and so intense.
0: <laughs> yeah. I felt like every time you had a match in the Mae Young Classic, you brought something different. It wasn't the same style with every match. It was different each time. It was exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's where you adapt. You mm-hmm. adapt to your, um, to your opponent. You know, you know that, you know, 17 years, you know that every opponent you're going to get in the ring, they know your stuff. They know, you know, what you can and can't do. And they, and they know your signature moves. So, you know, the Mae Young Classic, uh, you don't know how far you're going to get. So you don't want to, you don't want to blow your load is the best way to put it uh, in the first match.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You have nothing left and I can adapt to every style and I can uh, swing new things and I can give you something different in every match. And I wrestle and that's what I think I, I I'm pretty sure I accomplished um, in the May Young Classic, you know, four completely, totally different matches in one tournament. Whereas each match was not the same. And I gave you something different in each match.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. And, that wasn't your last time in a WWE ring. Um, you got to be a part of a qualifying battle royal with the rest of the NXT women's roster. And you had a very nice match against Ember Moon not too long ago. Um, you know, you guys faced off against each other in Shimmer when she was Athena. Um, was it different now? Um, after a few years have passed, facing her again? Or was it kind nope. of the
1: same? Um, she's still the same. Like yeah. she's still the same sweetheart girl that I that I know. I mean, it's not like I don't speak to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very exciting to know that I was gonna. You know, I did the battle royal, and that was really fun and exciting. And like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's cool. And then when you know, they come, I come back, and they're like, you're gonna. You know, work. I'm, I'm like, what? I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be so much fun. So we are both like excited. Like, yeah, we're gonna work each other. That's great. Like, on TV and right before her, you know, her big stuff that's coming up. So she's still the same. Like, she's so humble, so genuine. And, you know, when they say that, you know, sometimes um, getting to that big level, you know, you get those egos. Not with her. I could tell you that, like, she was still the same, you know, person, you know, back then as Athena, as she is now. She's just more experienced, more grown up, and and knows what she wants out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, So to have that match with her and just, I, I gave it my all. I wanted to make sure that the WWE Universe knew that I can, you know, go with the best of them and, and you know, show that, you know, hopefully that they can grab me up because this is where I belong, mm-hmm. whether it happens or not, but I know that I'm going to give you... in whatever, you know, NXT or WWE, whatever position you want to put me in, I'm going to give you everything I have in every match that, you know, I am a part of.
0: Right. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fingers (laughs) crossed. We'll
0: go. So uh, recently (laughs) there were some shimmer taping. Um, Trifecta kind of imploded, Mm. Um, changed a little. Um, Audrey Kong and you are now... Kind of friends and Nicole Savoy isn't. Um, and you, you lost the shimmer title to Nicole Savoy. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the past shimmer tapings?
1: You know, <laughs> you just stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, Savoy stabbed me in the heart, man. <laughs> you know, um, those were, uh, I didn't like those shimmer tapings, man. I lost my title. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Trifecta is finally over. I swear, I'm telling you, the Mae Young Classic pitted us against each other. See? Took Shane away from us, you know, and then, then, you know, Savoy was feeling a little lonely, and we needed a new member, and I got the biggest, baddest bitch ever in Aja Kong. and Savoy wasn't having it is what happened. You know, Savoy didn't like the fact that, you know, I had to get the biggest, baddest bitch in Aja Kong. and, you know, she had to step back a little bit. So I blame it all on, on, on Shayna right now. She left us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but no, yeah. No um, no, trifecta is no more for right now. You know, there's, there's, you know, never say never because, you know, I can come back, uh, with a whole brand new trifecta or revise and more badass version of it. Um, but yeah, I lost my title to Savoy. I give her credit where credit is due. Um, she beat me, uh, fair and square. I consider it a fluke for right now, but she beat me. Um, you know, she had the better, uh better wrestling technique at the moment. Um, but I mean, how how great is it to just have Aja Kong in your corner for like right. the whole Shimmer weekend? That's where I saw, you know, <laughs> yeah. Trifecta being a part of like having like this legend, you know. No one thought that would be part of a stable. And, you know, here I am introducing, you know, Aja Kong, who's going to make Trifecta 10 times better than what it is. And then Savoy wants to, you know, have a change of heart. You know, she lost her title and wants to go for
0: mine.
1: <laughs> Doesn't work that way, Mama. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, tagging up with Aja was great. I mean, you know, facing Savoy and uh, Yoshida. Uh, so that that was fun. Um, if, if you, I don't know if you've seen those tapings or if you're, or, or, I don't know if you were there or not, but those mm-hmm. tapings were amazing. Yeah. Like just overall, but man, my matches were so, so versatile is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for it to come out. Um, one of our site members, Scott was there and he did nothing but rave about the entire weekend. So i'm excited yeah for it, that was, it was a great
1: weekend man like even yeah. me like knowing that i got matches sometimes i'm like oh i want to see this match Can, <laughs> do i have time to watch this match and i will and and you know sometimes shimmer weekends are like that where i'm just like man i'm so excited for your match like i don't even care about mine right now i want to see yours okay. and like that's that's how this weekend was you know having aja there and then medusa was around too um just watching the girls but being part of a you know, with Aja and, and Trifecta breaking up, that was the, you know, highlight and the low light of, of my shimmer weekend. You know, highlight having Aja part of your crew and managing you and, you know, doing all this. And then the low light was, you know, I lost my title against, you know, Savoy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and then this past weekend, you, you had a really busy past weekend. Uh, uh had, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had a world of stardom title match against Tony Storm. You faced Chris Wolf for the first time. You had a big tag match and then you went to Canada. Uh, hopefully you didn't get d- detained that time. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> w- what was it like uh, facing Tony Storm for the World of Stardom title? That's a first time ever match. You've ne- that's that's a pretty big match. That's like a dream match.
1: Yeah, man. You know what? Like we tore the roof down. I don't care. Anything. Like I'm, I'm gonna put myself over it. I usually <laughs> don't do that, but man, working with Tony was freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like legit. Like this girl. Um, she has got the goods, man. She's got the goods. Like she like our chemistry was so on point that we just fed off of each other. It was like ridiculous. Like we just we fed off each other. Um everything that we did, we didn't even uh we didn't even flinch. It was just like, hey, we're just gonna do this. I'm gonna do this to You, Yeah. It was just so fluid. And, and it was just there. It was on point. Everything lined up just right for that match, man. And it, and it was so good. Like even the chain wrestling and I'm so unorthodox with my chain and so is she. So we just kind of grappled and just did whatever. It just, it was so fluid. So great. Like I would not mind wrestling Tony Storm again, just having a rematch and once again, just leveling it up once again. So wrestling with her was just. It was so great. And the crowd, man, it was freaking sold out. The crowd was so close that like if I jumped off the apron just to get onto the floor, I can just jump on their lap. That's how close they were. There's no barricades, no nothing. The crowd was like your mat, so if you fell off and you jumped, like the crowd was right there. So it was jam-packed crowd. They were so excited. They were into it. And when you have a crowd like that, it just makes you want to work 10 times harder to just impress them and just entertain them. And, and that was just that type of a match. Like one of my best matches, uh, it was, it was such a great match to like almost end a year. I couldn't have it any other way. Like Mm -hmm. Tony is so awesome and such a nice person.
0: Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm excited to see the match when it comes out. Super excited. Oh, me too. Me too. And then you face uh, Chris Wolf in another first time match. Uh, and then she went on to defeat Nicole Savoy for her title. So, I mean, hey.
1: You know, so <laughs> if I can beat Chris Wolf, <laughs> exactly. Chris Wolf exactly. can beat Savoy. That, that technically means Savoy won my title, has a fluke, right? That's, that's how I look at it. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> right? I mean, I yeah. beat Chris Wolf, yeah. and Chris Wolf beat Savoy. Yeah, it means that the boy technically shouldn't have beaten me. It was a fluke. That's how, you yeah. okay. know. Just, you know, that, that, that whole six degree separation that, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, wrestling Chris Wolf was fun. It was fun. We did it on that podcast show that we did with Medusa on her, uh, full throttle. And, uh, it wasn't a lot of people in the crowd, but we did it for fun and we still put on a good match. And just some of the things that, if, if you ever seen a Chris Wolf match, and uh, some of the things that she says in her match uh kind of throws you off. Yeah. So if I'm hitting her or something and I'm chopping her, just some of the things that come out of her mouth makes me laugh. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, really? So if I chopped her, and that's what happened is I chopped her, and she was like, that's animal cruelty. Really? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just she's so funny. And, like, that is just her. What you see in the ring is really how she is outside of the ring. Like, she's so spunky, so animated, so just – Man, you just you just want to take her batteries out of her. She's like <laughs> the energy's but you know, she just goes and goes and goes, man. Just there's no stopping her, and she's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. She's so fun. Uh, that was a very fun match. Something different that I don't get to do is like laugh and have a little comedy, and that was one of those matches that uh, it was just to entertain the fans and entertain myself.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, you were part of the big smash, Canusa Classic, uh, Team USA one. Hooray! Um, You face Rosemary. Um, It's been a while since you faced Rosemary, I feel like. Um, She's kind of, um, she's gotten a little
1: um, darker,
0: (laughs) I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, she needs like some spirituality in her life right now. Yeah, Yeah, no, that was fun. Um, And I did not get detained this time. Um, I was actually, we were traveling, I was traveling with cheerleader Melissa. So I think that so- had something to do with it because uh, I, it had to, because usually I get detained, like everyone usually goes right through and then here I am, wait for me, wait for me guys. Um, you know, it's going to be like 20 minutes and no, she went in and I was right behind her and we're like, yeah, we're here for wrestling and they're like, okay, do do show them something right. And I was like, well, this never happened before. As long as I've been traveling to Canada, it had to be cheerleader Melissa. I, I swear. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to take this time around. But oh, um good. working with Rosemary, I think uh, the only, I don't think I've only I only worked her once and that was when she was uh, Courtney Rush and um mm. I did that uh I lost my title uh for the N C W Femme Fatale it was the last time I worked her. The only time I worked her. <laughs> yeah. So wrestling her as this demonic, you know, I don't know what she is right now, but uh, <laughs> you know, she's got Satan in her life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it was fun. It was very fun. Like she, I mean I I come out and the crowd is, is, you know, excited for me and then she comes out and then they kind of turn on me, you know, they want to go to the dark side with her. So the match was very hard hitting, very, uh, oh, I don't even know. It was hard hitting and it was a lot of throws and she kicked me in the face and she tried to throw mist at me and chairs were in- involved. It was very, uh, it was a fun match. That's <laughs> awesome. It was very fun.
0: I'm yeah. excited to watch it when it comes out. <laughs>
1: Me too. I'm always excited to watch, like when I have a good match, like I I'm always excited to watch it to see if it was really good or maybe it was just me. Uh, Cause sometimes I watch, yeah, sometimes I watch my matches I'm like, yeah, that was such a great match. And then i watch it back like a month later. I'm like, man, I really did suck. Like that could have been better. Why did I feel so good about it? You know? And I'm just like, man. So I always like to watch my matches that I feel like I had good, just to see if I really was good or if it really was just a fluke.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So, um, we've hit the end of the interview. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any upcoming dates? Um, do you want to plug your social media or anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I forget my social media, so forgive me because, uh, I try to go on it as much as I can, but you know, I'm not like the others. I don't don't like to talk about my personal life or what I eat or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very. I'm a super private person, but yeah, my social media. You can hit me up on Twitter at uh, Real M Martinez, as well as my Facebook, uh, the Latina Sensation uh, Mercedes Martinez, as well as my Instagram. Um, I believe it's the same as my Twitter. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I'm hardly ever on it, but I do post on there when I can. Um, and just uh just keep supporting me. I mean, my last date of the year is uh December sixteenth for shine um I'm not exactly sure uh what I'm doing. I do have tax traps with uh my partner in crime Evelise. um yeah, yeah, so I'm hoping that we defend our titles, if not, maybe some singles action, so the lineup hasn't come out yet, so when you guys know, it's pretty much when I would know uh that's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, thank you guys um i I really had fun, i mean a uh, little over an hour, yeah. probably an hour and a half some uh some talking and some laughing, some yeah, it seriousness was it was great thank um you but so it was much. yeah yeah it was it was fun, you know i try to uh, i try not to be boring for y'all <laughs> no, not at all, thank you so
0: much.